All right, who I am. Unlocking our identity. We've already had three messages. We've had Pastor John preach a couple of weeks ago. Please listen to the podcast because it's a building message. It's starting somewhere and we're going somewhere. And so, and and Pastor Danielle preached last Sunday night, who I am in Christ, unlocking our identity. Amazing message. And this morning, Pastor Teresa. So we've had a feast of the I am's. And tonight I'm bringing my, my revelation and my journey. What a privilege to share with you my journey with Jesus. We are in a 40-day challenge. And I started on day one. But you know what? The I am message is a fabric of this church. So it comes around and around and it's actually preached into everything that comes out of this house because it's all about Jesus, finding Jesus, finding Christ and finding who we are because of him. So this 40-day challenge has become a lifetime challenge for me because every step of the way, I need to feed my faith in Christ and I need to know who he says I am. So the Apostle Paul said this, In 1 Corinthians, I didn't put it up on the screen. But he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, and I'm saying that tonight, who you see is the grace of God. And a definition of grace can be God's operational power coming towards us on a continual basis. I think that's incredible, that the grace of God, his power, his anointing, his abilities comes towards us on a continual basis. He's coming towards you with everything that you need for this life, everything I need for this life, but I need to receive the grace of God. And Paul the Apostle said, I am what I am by the grace of God. You know, back in the day, Brendan and I worked worked in the inner city of Melbourne for seven years eight years, working with children whose parents were drug affected. And one little boy, four-year-old boy, Jackson, captivated our hearts. His mother was a prostitute and she would send him down to my office uh, most days and he would sit at my feet while I'm working and we would just talk and he carried a briefcase. Um, At first he had a briefcase with um, a hammer in it. And he said, I said, what's in your briefcase, Jackson? He said, oh, it's a hammer. So I can, I can hurt anyone that wants to hurt you. And he would carry his hammer around. And I'd say, Jackson, you need to learn who God is and who you are. And Brendan wrote a song. Who am I? 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 I know who I am. 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 And I'm going to tell the world about my Jesus. I became a child of God. When I opened up my heart, set free from sin, I am born again. With the power of God coming from within, and I know who I am. Sing it. I know who I am. Come on. I know who I am. I know who I am. All right, that's enough. Whoa. 
You know what? Jackson started to come to church with, with his mother who got saved and he would carry his briefcase. And I'd say, Jacko, what's in your briefcase? And he had his Bible in his briefcase. He got rid of his hammer and he exchanged it for a Bible because he learnt this is life. We believe what it says, we receive what it says, and then with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can go and do it. So learning who we are in Christ is the power that comes from within. God declared himself in the book of Exodus. God declared himself to Moses, I am who I am. So he introduced himself as the deliverer, as all that the Israelites needed. His name conveys his dominion over all things. The source of all power, his eternal nature. He is self-sufficient. He is self-sustaining. God who was, who is, and who is to come. God declares who he is. And if we are in Christ, then we have the same nature of God. Isn't that like mind-blowing, that we in Christ Jesus have the same nature as God. Now, God is God. I'm not saying we are God, but I'm saying that God comes to live in us and his very nature comes within. You know, Jesus in the seven I am statements, you know, John in the gospel, he recorded them, but how many times did the disciples hear Jesus preach, I am who I am? Say I am. I am the bread of life. It's full of the the gospel of John. It's full of Jesus' I am's. How many times did he repeat, I am the light of the world? But you know what he said also? You are the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. But then he turned to his people, who is us, and says, you are the light. So let your light so shine. Don't hide who God has made you to be bold and courageous or quiet and, you know, behind the scenes. Whoever God has made you to be, celebrate who you are in Christ and don't compare yourself with anyone else. It's hard to do because I know when I was back in the the 90s and we used to go to the Hillsong Conference and I'd watch Darlene check, oh, she's coming. Okay, contain yourself. I've told her this, actually. So she'd be leading worship with those long jackets, you know. So I was worship leader in my church. So the first thing I did after conference was go and buy a navy blue long jacket. So I would have the same anointing as Darlene. And, um, you know, people would often said, you, you know, you have that, because I would move like her. And it's like, whoa, that, that's, that's following someone as they follow Christ, Right. But then I realized, oh, wear what you want to wear, Kathy Clancy, and um, be who you want to be in Christ. Jesus said he's a door. He's the doorway to eternal life. He's the way to life eternal. He said he's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. So if you study sheep, you realize how much sheep need a shepherd to lead them and guide them and how we need to hear God's voice as sheep following the shepherd. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. He said, I am the true vine. In John 10, 10, 
To me, this is the dividing line uh, scripture in the Bible. I'm going to just focus on the first part initially. Jesus said, the thief comes only in order to steal, to kill and destroy. So if you are declaring I am's, guess what? The enemy's going to go, no, you're not. You're liar, you're liar. Well, the devil is the father of lies. So if you're declaring who God says you are, and I'm doing that too, then when that little voice comes to whisper, you just say, shut up in Jesus' name. He is a thief. He's a robber. He's going to try and steal. He is going to try and stop you from being all that God has called you to be. So we have an enemy of our in Christ identity. We overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So the blood of Jesus is enough. The blood of Jesus. But we have to put into our words what God says about us, right? So what are you saying about yourself today? Let's put up Pastor John's slide that he prepared for us. Some of the lies. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I reckon when I looked through this whole list, I could tick off just about everyone. At some stage in my life, I've thought negative thoughts about myself. Every step of our journey on this earth, my God, we still have to, we've got to overcome. But we have the overcomer. Jesus has overcome the world. So when we're in him, you know, when the, when the barrage comes towards us, we can resist the devil because we submit to Jesus and he must flee. So, you know, but identifying what things do, where you are at is awesome. Because unless you identify what you're thinking, you can't repent of it. You can't say, God, I'm so sorry. I thought that about myself. You can turn that off. I've called myself stupid. I've called myself dumb in a moment. And then, you know, with the Holy Spirit's conviction, he's like, hang on a minute. Aren't you created in the image of God? God makes beautiful things and you are beautiful. So Jesus said, I came that they might have and enjoy life in the Amplified Bible and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So God wants us to overflow with who we are and shine, shine like a diamond. God's intention is for us to live in him and believe who he says we are. We can remind each other. You know, I had a birthday recently and we had a girl's morning coffee. I spent, well, if you know me, it's not unusual, but I spent two hours crying. Um, happy birthday. And I'm like, <laughs> the gifts, but it wasn't the gifts. It was the words. They went round the table. And connect groups do this, do it a lot. They went round the table and they, they looked at me and they told me what I meant to them and who they saw me. And you know what? I have to say that my faith has been leaking. My belief in myself over a period of time, I've been smashed in some areas. And even doing this tonight is a breakthrough for me. And you think, oh, Pastor Kathy, you've preached around the world. I'm telling you, tonight is a breakthrough for me. John the Baptist was asked, who are you? 
that we may give an answer to those who send us. What do you say about yourself? And he knew who he was and he knew what his purpose was. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. And he was quoting from Isaiah 40 verse 3. He was born with a destiny to lead us, lead the people to Jesus. He knew that he would uh, make a way and that when Jesus came, he would back away. When we know who we are, it's linked to our purpose in life. So before tonight, I'm declaring this scripture in Acts 10, it's not on the screen, Acts 10, 38, it says how... God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And then I tag it, and God is with me. And as he is, so am I in this world. So it's like a kick in the guts to the enemy, because I'm saying I'm anointed too. I'm anointed to do what I'm called to do. You are anointed in your job. You're anointed as a mother, a father, a friend. You're anointed to live the drippy, oily, gorgeous life of the Holy Spirit, to bring life to others. John the Baptist's identity was entwined with his purpose, to proclaim and prepare the way. He knew who he was. Your I am statements are linked to your purpose in life. We all have the same purpose in a sense, to reveal Jesus to a confused and lost world. But how we express that is as different as our thumbprints. Not one of our thumbprints is the same. We are, we are uniquely and wonderfully made by God. And so our expression of Jesus is linked to our I am statements. My gosh, I'm flipping pages because I'm not going to even get to my I'ms. So I'm going straight to my I am's, all right? Number one. Woohoo! That was my introduction. I am, let's no, let's not go. Oh yeah, let's go there. I better do that one. Yeah, Romans, because this is like our anchor scripture, right? Romans 12:1 in the amplified, it's like the laser version. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, uh, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. So at the end tonight, I'm going to ask you to come out the front. We're going to have an altar time of surrender. Our, our I am's come out of God telling us who we are. Not fabricating. I'm a millionaire. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> it's like, no, hear from God and find out who you are. All right. And do not be conformed to this world. That's why we're not down there and we're here any longer, but with its superficial values and customs. But be what? Oh, transformed. Transformed is the word. Um, you know, we heard this morning, it's meta metamorphosis. It's a transformation which refers to the process that leads to an outward, outward permanent change. So to be changed by God is to be permanently changed. I'm not going back to the, the woman that I was before, before I met Jesus. And even after Jesus, woo, 
I went in a, like I was in a circus, crazy decisions and got lost. And I'm a prodigal that came back to the Lord. But we're being progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of our minds. Okay, so, so what shapes our lives? Parents, teachers. I remember my grandmother told my mum that I was the scrapings of the pot, like I was left over. And because um, my mum was old, old, apparently, when she had me. But so I heard that and I went, yeah, I'm scrapings of the pot. But then I had a revelation. You know when you get to the end of a cake mixture and you scrape it? It's the best. God bless my grandmother. So I had to forgive my grandmother, even though she's been dead for a long time. It's like, oh my gosh, I forgive you for whatever reason you called me that. And it tried to stick with me. So then the little enemy gets in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even the experiences that we have, good or bad, shape the way we live. So my I am statements come from a place of going, God, who do you say I am? And I only chose four because I've probably got 40 over the years. And I'm going to spend the 40 days actually attaching the scriptures to each one because I didn't do that. I I just went, you know, I am and wrote all the I am's, but now I'm, I'm searching the scriptures to back it up. Back it up with the word of God. All right. I am blood bought is my number one revelation. But now in Christ Jesus... You who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So what does that mean for me? For me, what does it mean for you? I'm loved by God completely, completely and utterly loved by my God, accepted. Oh my gosh, accepted. Even with all the wretched things that I've done, I'm not going to tell you what they are because it's under the blood. And the Bible said as, as as far as the east is that east? It's from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. So when I miss it and I stuff up and I think, oh my God, I'm reverting to the old me, we just repent. I just repent and say, God, I'm so sorry that I spoke to my husband like that. (laughs) I'm so sorry that I thought that thought about that person. Like, Hello, we are continually being washed by the blood. When we accepted Christ, complete salvation. But then we spend the rest of our lives checking ourselves, getting convicted by the Holy Spirit because he wants to shape us and change us into something beautiful. Yes, forgiven. What a relief. (laughs) Oh, what a relief to be forgiven. I'm now a saint. You know, in the, I was brought up Catholic, so, you know, to be a saint, you had to do 10 kind of miracles, and then, then you, after you were dead for 50 years, they declared you as a saint. I'm like, I'm not waiting for that. <laughs> Jesus says, I'm washed, I'm clean, I'm a saint. Yeah, saint that stuffs up sometimes, but hey, access to the Father at all times. Father. The weight of even saying his name, Father, everybody say Father, Father, loved by God, 
powerful prayer comes out of knowing who we are. That it's, I'm not coming you in, to you in my name, God. I'm coming to you in the name of Jesus. I can come to you and have access in the name of Jesus. I have Jesus' authority. You have Jesus' authority. When sickness, disease, oppression, depression, anxiety, every evil assignment against you and your family, you can take authority when you know you are blood-bought and it's not your own righteousness. It's Christ's righteousness in me that has set me free. Glorious. Okay, I'm going to skip my second one. I'm going to go to number three slide. One of the things as a little child, I was brought up with a real poverty mentality. My dad was, um, you know, in the Second World War and mum and dad went through the Depression. So they lived on farms and, um, and so dad actually bought a wagon wheel from the farm into Melbourne, into this suburb. And uh, he was, in, like I said, an inventor. Um, he thought, let's pull out all the flowers and put plastic ones in because they won't die. So in my front yard were all these plastic. And in those days, they looked ridiculous. Um, I learned never to ask for anything new because uh, m once mum asked for an air conditioner and he, he cut a hole in the wall of the house and he put a car engine through the wall because it had a fan on it. And we called it the whirrah. And you turn the thing on and the place smelt like petrol. And papers everywhere. Like, so, you know, I asked for a guitar case once. So he made it out of plywood and it was so heavy. And my sister refused to drive in the bus with me because I was carrying, and it looked like a coffin. And then they used it in a play as a coffin at school. So, so I, um, I pretended that I didn't want to play guitar anymore. So I know, isn't that sad? But that shaped my childhood, shaped my adulthood. And I, I didn't ask God for anything because you don't ask. It was a mindset. And God had to break that off me, and he has, and he has done that. And I'm so grateful because you can read that for yourself. All right, next one. I'll go to my last one, and then we're going to invite people to receive Jesus. Do you know how many people I spoke to out there at the gate as they're walking past? Hey, you have an alternative. Five o'clock, you can come to church. They're like, yeah, right, yeah. But I'm like, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let them pass me by because, yeah, come on, church. I get righteously angry at us when, when we're so blessed in here and they're so lost out there. And it's like, okay, we're already planning for next year. Some things that can we, what can we do, Lord, to be effective? Yes, they might think we're crazy, but hey, when they're off their face and they're tripping out and they hear the voice of this crazy woman saying, come to church, God loves you. Maybe they'll turn, maybe they'll find their way. Go and see Jesus' revolution. 
It, oh, it's amazing. So let's say this scripture together. One, two, three. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So in our families, there are people lost in our families. We are effective witnesses. And there are people praying for effective witnesses for their families, and we're that. At my school, I'm a chaplain. I've got 20 boys that are coming, year 10 boys coming to the Hope Group Gathering, which is an absolute miracle in my school. Isaac Childs is coming, and he came last week and gave his testimony. We have half an hour with them. <laughs> oh, you've got to come because I think they think I'm crazy, but they keep coming. I'm like, are you really here for Jesus? Some of the girls have stopped coming because the boys are over. Keep coming, Sharon. We need you. Jeremiah, Thursday, second break, right? Okay, no pressure. I'll see you there. All right. So what do we do? There are four R's. Oh, my gosh. Too much information, Kathy. But when we repent of our wrong thinking, there's a pathway. There's a clear way. Turning you know, repenting is just turning and going the other way. I thought one way, now I'm going to think this way with God's help. So we release anyone, like my grandmother that said those things about me. You release the people that have spoken over you negatively. And let's rebuke the enemy. Get out in Jesus' name. Lift your voice up. Take authority. I'm speaking to myself. And then the renewing of our mind, which is our constant life work to renew our minds in the Word of God. I got out our, um, a couple of years ago, we did um, the Scriptures, were given out every week. So I've got those out again and I'm going through them. Your confession is your possession of the truth. Your confession is your possession of the truth. Amen? Okay, so. Whew, Jesus, let's close our eyes. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. If you want truth, Jesus. If you want to find a way out of trouble, out of addiction, out of sorrow, out of pain, out of worry, out of anxiety, Jesus is the way. If you want life, fresh life, a kick in your step, renewed vigor, renewed energy, renewed dreams and visions and purpose. Jesus is the way. And he made the way through the cross. He died on the cross to make a way for our forgiveness of sin. We've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. So at the age of 15, I made a decision. When I heard this truth, I said, God, I'm going to receive you, Jesus. I'm going to believe that you died for me. I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to surrender to you because I believe you are the Son of God. If you're here tonight, you don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, but truth is truth. And Jesus is the way for you tonight. Maybe you've prayed a prayer before, but you know that you're, you're not hot for God. You're not hot. You're just, just doing the motion or just turned up in church, checking it out. But tonight you want to surrender and give yourself over to Jesus. 
So you might be not sure of where you're going to be in eternity. You need to give your life to Jesus. He has a place in heaven for you. So if you want to give your life to Christ, maybe for the first time, or surrender and come back to the Lord as a prodigal, that was me, or just have the assurance of salvation, I'm going to ask you on the count of three just to lift your hand up. I will acknowledge it, and then I'll lead us all in a prayer to give our lives to Jesus. So if that's you, one, two, three, just put your hand in the air and say, that's what I want to do, Kathy. I want to surrender, give my life to Christ, maybe for the first time, maybe coming back to him, surrendering again for assurance of heaven. Just raise your hand in the air and I'll see it. Thank you, God. I pray that everyone that's in this house, Lord, knows that Jesus is their Saviour and Lord. Let's say this together. Father in heaven, I thank you for sending Jesus to save me. Jesus, I believe you died for me. You washed me clean of my sin. I come to you. I repent. And I ask you to live in me. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Awesome, wonderful, bless you.